Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. I think what we can all agree, guys, um, ladies and gentlemen listening, is that watching Scotland is not an enjoyable experience ever, <laughs> really, ever. That was uh, that was so stressful that that game. Uh, Gordon Sheik and Ben Ramage with me, Andy Barge. We watched it together. And we we spoke ourselves stupid through it, trying to convince ourselves we'd get it over the line in the 89th minute. I was saying, right, I'll take a point now, just don't score twice, don't score twice. But look, well, we held out and it was a massive performance and that's three big occasions now. Clark's had his critics fills, but that is three big games now where we have done very well away from Hamden, uh, Serbia, Wembley and, and tonight. Um, and I think that that tonight is the epitome of why Steve Clark was appointed. Solid, organised, hard to beat, and although it was a penalty we scored, we did look fairly dangerous on the on the counter this evening, and I think a deserved win overall. Yeah, absolutely, uh, very much so. I think we we kept the ball better than we have done in many of these away games. You know, we've seen plenty of away games where Scotland have toiled and tried to defend for a full ninety minutes and not succeeded. But I thought we saw a fair bit of decent possession football from Scotland. Um, but look, we 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 can't underestimate how huge a result that was. I mean, in any qualifying campaign, when you're the third seed to go away from home to the second seed and win is massive. And looking back through the archives of Scotland games, the last time we went away from home and won against a higher seed than us was Croatia in 2013. So these don't come along. And the group was done by that. The group was done, yeah. I mean, there was no pressure. There was loads of pressure on the fellas this season. Massive pressure tonight. And, you know, looking ahead to the rest of this group, you know, there's four games to go. This playoff place is in our hands 100% now because if we beat Israel at Hamden, which you would hope we do, I know we have had our problems with Israel, we've not beaten them in the last four. If we beat them at Hamden in a what will hopefully be a sellout game, we then travel to the Faroe Islands and then in the next campaign, in the next camp, we travel to Moldova, win, win both of those games and we're, we'd be four points clear with one game to go. So second place would be it, we'd have the playoff. And 
that would be some atmosphere happening <laughs> against Denmark, wouldn't it? But look, we, we do this, we get ahead of ourselves. There's still three massive games to go. Ben, uh, how are you digesting what we've just witnessed? Yeah, it was a superb, superb game. Um, I think looking back, you look at the, the Serbia game to me, that's along with Wembley as well, that's the kind of that's the standard that this team can play to. And it's just so it's so good to see that again when when we watched the Denmark game, it was there was so it was so lackluster that first half. We were we were standing off them. We weren't holding the ball at all. This was like the polar opposite. We were playing properly, pressing them high up. They weren't having any time on the ball. And when we kept the ball, I thought McGregor and Gilmore were just on fire in midfield. They just held the ball so well, passing around nicely, finding space. And Dykes and Adams worked just brilliantly up front. Harry, the defenders, held the ball up created chances you know that that is where the Clark system works you know we have even when we were talking about his contract recently again that extended we were questioning that but I think that's another tick against his name where you say right that is his system and it worked and it's great going forward because as Gordon says the campaign's in our hands now if we beat Israel that is a cup final game now if we win that you would hope that we would win the next two and then the last game doesn't even matter, and I can't remember the last time that's ever <laughs> happened, that would be incredible. Well, we'll come to the permutations after we've discussed the actual game itself, yeah. because you've got a whopper of a stat, Gordon, I know you've been pushing around your tartan <laughs> scarf page, which means we'd still need to tread with caution into the next three games, really. Yeah. Um, but give us, you've got your phone in your hand there, a quick update on the table and how Scotland look now. Yeah, so obviously at the end of tonight, um, Scotland are now, we now jump back up to second in the group, we're in the playoff spot, we are sitting one point ahead of Aus- uh, one point ahead of Israel, who the most important thing is that they got absolutely hammered tonight in Copenhagen, so their goal difference advantage, which obviously as we said before, is the first tiebreaker when it comes to if we finish level on points with anybody, it's goal difference, they did have a decent advantage over us coming into tonight, they now don't, our goal difference is plus four, their goal difference is plus three, and then Austria sitting down on seven points. They are four points behind us in fourth. Okay, it's a good place to be in, guys. I I just am wary because we've seen so many times when the pressure is on us, we struggle to cope. Now, I, I'm not going to get too depressing about it this evening because it was on us, our shoulders tonight. A lot of people had issue with the we go there uh, trying not to lose the game rather than trying to win the game. I, I personally didn't really see the big whoop with that. I felt that that is just the way that the players and the manager have been briefed the message they want to give across uh, and I think that takes a wee bit of pressure off the players' shoulders when they're heading over there not knowing that the whole country is expecting them to go there and fulfil their promise um, literal promise of winning the game not metaphorical <laughs> um, but yeah they well they did though um, and I think that there are so many outfield players tonight everyone probably that, that deserves special uh, recognition or an honourable mention mm-hmm. of the way they played Callum McGregor I think if I was to listen back through the archives of the Hamden Road podcast, would be one of the ones that I've criticised most, to be honest. And yep. I think that in the big games, the three that I mentioned um, a minute ago, Serbia away, he was phenomenal. Yep. England, yeah. as everyone was, he was phenomenal. And this evening, him and Gilmore together, Ben in midfield, you, you called it absolutely spot on. They, they were magnificent. The composure that Gilmore's showing on the ball, his awareness um, of where he's going to put the ball before it arrives at his feet it's just so refreshing he's not taking too many touches inviting pressure gets the ball moves it on we're up the park McGregor um, there was a couple of times where he drew the fouls he was taking touches and driving on and and getting us further up the park as well they were superb together in there Um, and I think that 
that it's it is probably it probably was set in stone already that McTominay's a, a right centre back. But yeah. I think those two together probably mean that when McTominay does return, hopefully for the Israel game, I mean if Clark wants to drop Hendry, yeah. that, uh, <laughs> that, McT- that McTominay uh, it can't get back in ahead of those two and probably play him uh, as a as a right centre half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think McGregor is such a big game player now, and he's just come on leaps and bounds. You know, he was always a very good player for Celtic, but. I think we've said before that when Scott Brown left, I think he has had to step up into that role as like the leader of Celtic, and I think he's carrying that into his Scotland career now, and we are just benefiting from it massively because, as you said, I thought the way he drew fouls tonight as well, you have to do that away from home. You have to take the pressure off yourself. You have to get territory, get possession, and he did that so many times when we needed it. Um, He was phenomenal. Gilmore was phenomenal. I thought McGinn was good. Uh, maybe not as good as he can be, but I still thought, you know, he had that one chance that I really thought he was going to tuck away because on his left foot, we know how deadly he can be with Normally that left foot. Normally target from Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I think that three is probably our strongest three and I would imagine that that would continue, you know, going into the rest of this campaign now. Yeah, you are pretty enthusing, if that's even a word, <laughs> about, uh, you're enthused, yes. I'll go with that, um, about the midfield three tonight, Gordon, they were really, really good. Oh, loved them. Absolutely loved them. But I think I think what, what I loved the most about them is that the amount of times that Gilmore and McGregor, they'd take the ball in, they'd either find one another or they'd turn and look forward and they'd drive forward with the ball. And the amount of progressive passing that came out of that midfield. But I think the main part of that is that they had options ahead of them. Because how often have we watched Scotland teams where it's a 4-5-1 there's only one man to hit up front and the midfield takes it in and they can only ever look backwards to play back to the defence. But with McGinn, with Dykes, with Adams, who I think all had great games, there were always options ahead and McGregor and Gilmore were always looking for them and yeah, we were able to build so well. And yeah, I think Dykes and Adams, I've banged the drum for them over and over again as a partnership. I think, you know, we said during the game that, you know, this isn't, as a partnership, it's not like it's one strong guy and one fast guy. I think they're both bloody strong. I mean, the amount of times that they would take the ball in, hold off a man, and play it out, time and again, brilliant. So, love them. Yeah. Adam surprised me, actually, the strength. I've, I've always thought that he was maybe more of a quicker striker, but his hold-up play was superb tonight. Um, yeah. And he was so clever for drawing the penalty as well. You know, he, yeah. he got his body in the right position. He knew he was either drawing the foul or he was going to get that space to get the shot away. And he just held on and held on. Thank God for VAR. You know, we always <laughs> often chastise VAR, but thank yeah. God it was there. Because it's a stone waller. It, yeah. But the ref totally missed it. The ref, yeah. the ref was not given it. He was it, on the so. other side. He, he was on the other side, to be fair. From, yeah. from, the, from the, the replay from the front of the incident, you can see quite clearly Hinteregger's got both arms locked around Shea Adams' shoulder. He's ripping his shirt off his top. It's an absolute stonewall penalty, but yeah, thank God for VAR. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, yeah um, I thought Adams was superb and, and Dykes was as well. We've seen them play well together before. Yeah. Um, so I think, I th- I th- the evidence is there now, surely, that when they play together, we're a better team. Yep. Dykes and Adams. Absolutely. Yeah. There are, I think there are two best strikers. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And it, it, for me, it shows... Um, what's the word like attacking intent from Clark because my fear with Clark has been previously that he has been too defensively like the set has been too defensive mm-hmm. whereas if you have two centre forwards you're keeping their defence honest they've yeah. got someone to work with yeah. and it just it means that you've got more options as you're saying when Gilmore's getting the ball in midfield he isn't looking left seeing who's there and then having to turn back into defence to recycle around the defence yeah. it gives options up front um, and and of course, as as we said, you know, during the game, that when when one guy presses, 
it makes it harder for the defence to play out because they can't just pass rings around one striker that's yeah. pressing them. And that's how situations like yeah. uh, McGinn's header in the first half... Was it McGinn's header? Uh, no, Dykes' header in the first half. When it's Shea Adams who's coming back, who nicks the ball off Alaba, plays it out to Robertson, brilliant pass down the channel to McGinn, who then dinks that cross in. Dykes does everything right in terms of playing it back across the goalkeeper, but the goalkeeper makes a good save. Um, but yeah, but that, that chance all comes from a high a, a turnover high up. And again, that's something we highlighted, that that's what Israel did very well against Austria. It's clear that Scotland followed that blueprint, and lo and behold, it worked. As, as, uh, this is, again, I'm not trying to, to bring any doom or gloom to the situation. The win was paramount tonight, and we, we did it. We we scored a penalty, which, as we've covered, was a, a stonewaller. Yep. We still need to be more clinical. We, we do. We, we had chances from open play. We had McGinn's shot that we mentioned that was curled over the bar. Shea Adams has a shot that he dragged wide. O'Donnell, of all people, was through one-on-one and yeah. it was, he, he looked absolutely knackered. No power yeah. left in his foot. <laughs> really, his leg, yes. Sorry, by the time that the, the shot came along. Uh, the Dykes header in the first half. So, yeah. again, similar. I think the chances against Moldova were uh, more clear-cut um, and mm. probably should have been scored. None of these, I think, were... Eight or nine times out of ten, you expect to bury them. I think. I think, I think. I think we forced better saves tonight. I, I don't. I don't think the Moldova, the Moldova keeper made. Basically, many O'Donnell's good was saved, saved, wasn't it? Didn't O'Donnell's yeah, was saved. saved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Saved. saved. Yeah. And Dykes' head was, was saved. Yeah. Whereas Moldova, it was more the, the finishing was just poor. Just they were just worked. really <laughs> missing the target. Mm, yeah. Whereas tonight they were on target. They were they were good saves. O'Donnell's was such a brilliant chance, but as you say, I think. He just had nothing left his in his tank legs. was empty uh, before he reached point, the penalty yeah, box. <laughs> I was worried he wasn't even going to get the shot at one point, but fair play to him. He did, he did at least draw a good save. Yeah. And he, he deserves some praise, I think, because he obviously was so not fit for that game. Nope. Um, yeah. Not played in about a month. Yeah. Cool. Credit, credit to McGinn coming on debut. Yeah, yeah. the last 20 <laughs> minutes in that situation, yeah. Yeah, McGinn as well, because McGinn was so clearly like fifth or sixth choice. It was clear that he tried to call up other right-backs that weren't available. So fair yeah. play to McGinn for coming in. He must have had to swallow his pride a little bit, but yeah. he's got a cap and he's now got a clean sheet and a win for Scotland yep. in, yeah. on his CV. You know, fair play to him. But well, there is going to be an enforced change for the Israel game. Grant Hanley was booked. Yeah. Um, so he misses out. Yeah. Um, is it a disaster or a mild inconvenience? Because he's been really good for us recently, yeah. Gordon. But I think the point that I expect you to make here is that it's not one of the right or left sided ones that are mm. kind of more specialist centre halves. We yeah. do have other uh, bruisers. brick walls <laughs> or bruisers, yes, or old schoolers yes. in the squad, such as probably I would probably expect it to be Gallagher or. Cooper probably that would come in in that spot yeah absolutely I, th- I, th- I think it certainly is a big loss I think one of the things I've enjoyed the most out of this year has been the Grant Hanley redemption arc because Scotland fans hated him before which I always found so unfair in the past and the fact that he's come back into the Scotland squad this year played pretty much every game and done so well in every game has been so impressive you know I think playing in the centre of a three we've said mm. before suits him down to the ground because he can just focus on what he's good at and give the ball to players that are better than him at passing it out. He is a loss because he's been so good for us, but yes, we have options that can deliver similar... It would be a bigger issue. Obviously, Tierney's a far superior player, but if it was a ball playing left or right-sided centre-half, we would be in a bit more bother. As we saw against Denmark, definitely when we played three... Stoppers, stoppers, didn't we? Uh, and we Tierney was left, forward, left wing back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Do you think Hendry could go into that central midfield if you centre back position if you wanted McTominay to come back in on the right hand side? Would you trust Hendry to do that role? I think. I think. 
I think I might be wrong. I'm, I'm sure one of the uh, podcasters who specialises in uh, footballers around Europe might be better placed to answer this, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've heard them say that when Hendry was at Ustend, he would often regularly play in the centre centre back position of a three. So, yeah, very possible. Yeah, maybe that's a consideration. Maybe. Yeah, because Gallagher hasn't featured much for Scotland at all recently, as far as I'm aware. Is no. He hasn't played competitively he, in, in the last bunch of games. I don't even think he played in the opening three games of this group. I think he played, I think he played one of the, one of the, the warm-up games. The Euros, yeah. yeah, but apart from that, no, he's very much a, a bench player at the yeah. moment. And that fixes the problem of getting McTominay back in the team. If you want to keep Gilmore and McGregor in centre-mid, mm-hmm. you yeah. get McTominay back in in defence. Definitely. Could be looked at. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, that there were a few occasions tonight that we saw what the benefits of having Nathan Patterson in the team would be when O'Donnell got into some positions in the final third. He looked a bit hesitant mm-hmm. and hurried yeah. somehow at the same time. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to, uh, Especially first yeah. half. First, first half he was getting into crossing positions and was not creating chances yeah. out of those crossing mm-hmm. positions. So. He's never going to be a technical fullback. Yeah. You know, that is just not his game. No, but he defended well tonight, though. That's exactly yeah. it. He is a good defensive right-back. That is his That's yeah. his game. You know, he's he's never going to be an attacking right-wing-back, and Patterson clearly is. Yeah. So we've spoke about it a lot, that if you're playing this system, you need attacking wing-backs, yeah. and Patterson mm-hmm. is the future of that. Yeah. Uh, quick mention as well for Craig Gordon. Just the one save, I think, or the one serious save. A couple of times the ball landed in his waiting arms uh, from kind of looping headers. But the one serious save, Baumgartner's fair powerful header, wasn't it? Into the ground and it bounced up. I think it was at him, but I think we have to praise his reactions because if he's a fraction slow getting his fist to that, Mm. he could easily punch it over his head or punch it to his left to a a waiting striker. He did really well to get his fist up, block it, and and Scotland then dealt with the, the danger. Yeah, especially when he hasn't had to do that much. You know, they always say about if you if the goalie's not had that much to do, it's hard to keep that concentration. But he just always seems to have this innate ability of just switching on at the key moment when yeah. the ball is coming at him, and that was seriously coming at him that header. Um, so as you say, to palm it away, you know, to get it out of the danger zone, you know, brilliant. That's yeah. such a massive key moment. If they'd have scored there, you just don't know what would have happened in that last ten yeah. minutes. I think a big moment as well for Nisbet and Ferguson both coming on to help mm-hmm. see out the game. They, they didn't mm-hmm. really do much. Ferguson did well actually to take some heat off us at one point and win a foul on halfway. But I mean, that's just Christy. Chris, yeah. Chris, Christy stretched the game quite a bit when he came on. He, he saw yeah. a fair bit of the ball yeah. And, yeah. and played his part for sure. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, nervy though. I mean, was horrible. Do you remember? Do you remember last Nations League when we beat Slovakia one 0 and? Mm-hmm. It, Dyke's first goal I think it was wasn't it the left foot one at the back post kind of down yeah and then like McBurney was on for the last five minutes and we were seeing out the clock well yeah but but at no, I remember doing the pod after that and at no point during that game did I think shit it's still only 1-0 yeah. like, we, we looked like in control to, yeah. total control <laughs> of the game yeah. and tonight although we we did really well and we managed the game superbly I mean John yeah. McGinn at the end there running around the, the left <laughs> back to, to take it into the corner and then into the box and back into the corner that was great Brilliant. but but there were points where and we, we said it when we were sitting on the couch the balance of probability here if they keep putting dangerous balls in one of them is yeah. going to end up in the back of the net but yeah. somehow somehow, <laughs> it, it didn't. somehow it didn't yeah. yeah, somehow it didn't I mean we, to be fair we, we, we said that at half time I mean the amount of time and space that Alaba was getting on the left hand yeah. side was frightening and for a player of that quality you're giving him ample opportunities to pick his crosses we just we did think that one of them would connect eventually and we were, were fortunate that they, they, they didn't and obviously like you said 
we, we did restrict them to probably one shot on target one proper shot on target through the whole game but yeah it could have been it could have been so much different not not too much refereeing contention to discuss I think the, the penalty was the right call I think what we can say on that is that Hinteregger mm-hmm. very possibly should have been given a second yellow for yeah. for that I mean anywhere else in the oh, park right. if somebody's spin, if he was 30 yards from goal and Adams is spinning him the mm-hmm. last man and he's dragged down it's, he's getting booked yeah. for it at yeah. least oh, yeah, 100% so, so yeah. yeah and like, then uh, the other one sorry Ben just uh, was Arnautovic slamming Gilmore in the in the face with his shoulder? That was, that was a, fairly brutal. That was yeah. a nasty challenge. Yeah. I mean, especially considering the ball was like Arnautovic wasn't even involved in the challenge that sent the ball out for the yeah. throw, and he follows up yeah. and puts his shoulder through Gilmore's face. I think they were rattled a bit by Gilmore, though. I mean, he yeah. he, he had a few yeah. loose passes. I was nervous for him after mm. the first ten minutes. I was shouting his name regularly. <laughs> Um, because he, he played a few passes straight to yeah. an Austrian yeah. midfielder but he grew in confidence after the 15th minute I think maybe I yeah, don't really think I can remember him putting a foot wrong and yeah. to be to be fair that, that was similar to, to the Denmark game as well like he, yeah. he struggled to get into the game in the first half and the second half he was he strolled it so yeah what he's a, he, is a, he is a kid he what is he is. I think you were talking about the amount of caps that he could have by the time that he's like 21 yeah you know, it's frightening. We have got this boy for at least another ten years, maybe twelve years. So and this got... is how good he is already at twenty. Mm. So he's got. So he's, I think. So I think tonight was his sixth cap. Sixth already sixth for cap. Gilmore. Yeah, because 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 Jeez, if he so. plays, if he plays the remaining games in this group, he'll have ten caps by the end of this year, and he's not twenty. So did he play the two warm-up games? Yes, and then did he play against Fables Gilmore? Uh, no, he didn't. No, no, no. no he because he, he he wasn't involved in March. He, he came into the, he was ah, in the Euro yeah, squad, yeah. so he came off the bench in both pre Euros friendlies. Then played against England, and then he's played the, the last three games this games. week. Yeah. So yeah, he he will have. So he'll if have, he stays fit, he'll have ten caps. Have by the ten caps by the end of this year, and he doesn't turn twenty one until next June. We've got a Nations League in March, don't we? I think Nations League starts beginning of next season. But we could, but we could but have play, no, we could have playoffs in March. Are, are they don't playoffs because of the World Cup. Well, playoffs in March. Playoffs in March. Yeah. So they get Nations yeah. League before the World Cup next December. Yes. Yeah, because the World Cup's early, isn't it? Well, or yeah, late. That's, that's <laughs> <so unfair>. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Honestly, the, yeah. the point is that Gilmore, the experience he's going to have by the time he's twenty-one. Yep. You know, if they, these are the performances that he's already putting in in massive games yep. away from home. Mm-hmm. Look at Wembley. Yeah. You know, this is this and, is a serious talent. And the and, and the fact as well, you know, this. This reiterates why I was saying that Norwich is the perfect loan is the perfect place for him to be on loan because it gives him an experience playing a full season of games where he's not going to be in the better team. Yeah. For most most games in the Premier League, he will be playing against teams that are better than him, that've got better players, and that is a very good learning experience for playing for Scotland because a lot of times we play yeah, teams yeah. that are better than us. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. Um, with Robertson, I, I think it he, he was he was good tonight. Robertson, I, I certainly I would give him. Comfortable pass marks. Mm-hmm. Don't think he, he really messed up. I, st- I still get scared <laughs> with his uh, refusal to use his right foot in tight yeah. areas. But um, no, he was good tonight. Robertson uh, did well down the left. We didn't really see Tierney in the underlap too often with the two of them no. linking up at all, really. But uh, I think that, that that must have been the tactical instruction yeah. to not yeah. leave ourselves exposed yeah. to the back. Yeah. But Rob- Robertson was good, and I think a, a big night for him because after the Denmark game, he took a bit of flack for saying pretty much well. At least we didn't lose four or five now, mm. which. <laughs> was a bit of a weird, weird one uh, that. Um, but no, the. But in fairness, look, look at look, looking at the results that Denmark have got against the other teams. You know, losing only two yeah, nil. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Like Denmark beat Israel by five tonight. They beat Austria by. Did four. it finish five nil? Finish five nil, yeah. Five nil, yeah. 
and four, if you look at the players that we were missing, eight nil against Moldova, <laughs> two, yeah. two nils not bad. Can you remember when this group was drawn, and we were thinking, oh, first is maybe a team yeah, yeah, here for us. Yeah. Denmark, yeah, they're they're all, they're not so good. <laughs> to, to be fair, I think we said that it was like the most. It was the most winnable. The most beatable Spain, first yeah. seed. But yeah. obviously they've, they've proven that yeah. very wrong. I think if, you, if we were to look back in hindsight now, I bet you there are some first seeds that are, are nowhere near as playing nowhere near as well as Denmark are at the moment. Probably, yeah. yeah. But in fairness, I, I think you'd struggle to find a second seed that's yeah. playing worse than Austria. Yeah. Probably true, also, yeah. you know. So, never balance and out, does it? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the more important one for us, to be fair. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, yes, we uh, are bad for it, we shouldn't do it, but we do get ahead of ourselves and look uh, yeah. too far into the future, right? <laughs> so, our next game is against Israel. Uh, I, I am, st- I am obviously already nervous for it because we've played them so often over the past two and a half three years six times I think I think it's six and yeah. we've beaten them once 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 in 90 minutes and once on penalties yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fill you with confidence no, no it doesn't so it is. It's, it's, a, it's an absolutely massive game and by the way surely Hamden will be an absolute sellout for that yeah it has, has to be definitely yeah. it has to be um, so yeah let's just keep things going nicely and say we beat Israel yep right um, the other two the Denmark uh, and Austria are not against each other that nope, night are they not they're playing the minnows right okay so they'll both win as well um, yeah. then we go to the Faroes and Moldova in consecutive games on one of those occasions Austria played Denmark and Israel played Denmark is that right um, yes so uh, no um, Israel don't have to play Denmark again Israel have now played Denmark twice oh they have right okay yeah yeah, yeah. but Israel so so we when we are in Moldova on the second last day, Austria play Israel. That's a big one. That's huge for both. I mean, yeah. And and now actually, this is a good time to bring in your your numbers here about yeah. why the Pharaohs game, obviously the Pharaohs game and the Moldova game are of vital importance. We 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 have to win both of them, otherwise the yeah. whole thing's pointless. Yeah. Right. Um. That's like the, the thing for Jack and Victor. That's the whole thing. <laughs> so we we have to beat both of them, but. Yeah. We can't. History is not on our side with, with nope. this, Gordon. What have you? you nope. What have you got there? I can see your wee graphic. <laughs> As no. an actress said to Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, we can we can look ahead. Obviously, Israel is a cup final. Then it's Pharaohs away. Then it's Moldova away. They are the bottom two seeds in the group. We absolutely have to be winning those games if we're going to finish in the playoff place. It's non-negotiable that we take six points from them. That would then mean that we would have taken full points home and away from the bottom two seeds, which, again, like I said, is something you should expect us to do when we're seeded third place. But history is not on our side. Um, since we last qualified for the World Cup in France 98, we've had so many qualifying campaigns and we have only taken full points from, from the bottom two seeds once. And that was in qualifying for the 2002 World Cup when we had Latvia and San Marino and we took 12 points from 12. And obviously we didn't, that wasn't enough to make the playoff in that time anyway. Every other campaign, we have dropped points to one of the bottom seeds at some point. And in some case, significant points. In some case, it is horrendous. To be fair, the, the, the one that really stands out is the qualifying for World Cup 2014, which the seeding was a bit mental. You know, you know sometimes when a draw is made and seedings are made, the draw is made, and then there's a long time period before the games actually start, and quite a lot can change. We managed to get Wales... From the bottom bo- pot of seeds, yeah. Wales bottom, they were bottom seeds. 
And then just they lost the semis of the Euros exactly. three, four years later. In 2016. Oh God. Just when they were starting on their upward yeah. trajectory, we took four points from 12 against Macedonia and Wales in that campaign. <laughs> My <laughs> God. <laughs> so, so what... what, what? Macedonia I'm trying to even remember because it, it, we got beat twice by Wales didn't we so we got the Scott Brown score against Macedonia yes so we yeah. beat Macedonia so no so yeah so actually so we beat uh... we must have drawn in Skopje or something like that Anya, Anya scored no Anya, actually I think I've got that wrong Anya scored I think I've got that I think we beat yeah I think we, we, we must have taken six points because I think we, we beat Macedonia home and away Then we Anya, beat them home as well Anya and Macedonia Maloney scored, scored a kick, away uh, and it was Scott Brown scored at home. We beat them one 0 Was it just one 0 I've got that. Well, still though, six. That's I mean, embarrassing. No, six and twelve. Six, yeah, six, six and twelve. Was great. Um, yeah. So what else have we got there? I can see five from twelve. Yeah, that was qualifying for the two thousand six World Cup. Uh, that was um, that was Moldova and uh, Belarus because obviously uh, Bertie Vox's last game in charge was a draw in Moldova. That yeah. was the last time we played away from home in Moldova. And we lost at home to Belarus. Yeah, it was, it was Walter, one of Walter, Walter Smith's one. first games, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was early in his. So, yeah, basically, long story short, our record against bottom seeds is not good. Well, look, I'm going to steal your phone yeah. So, look, looking at some of the teams that have beaten us and, and why we need to be wary about this, right? We, so, Kazakhstan beat us, Georgia beat us, um, Lithuania have taken points from us. Multiple Mal- times. Uh, Lith- <laughs> yeah, there they are again. Lithuania have taken points from us. Georgia beat us um, previously in 2008. We dropped points to the Pharaohs on a couple of occasions before that. I think a few 2-2 two, two draws, yeah. I believe. Yeah, we uh, drew 2-2 two, two and we drew, we drew in was it Euro 2000 qualifying as well. Yeah, but yeah. essentially, I mean, that, that yeah, is a, a pretty disgraceful list there that I've just reeled off. So, yeah, yeah we, we need to make sure that that trend of less than 12 points from 12 is abruptly stopped yeah. right now. Uh, and if we if we beat Israel, the, the team have to go into the Pharaohs game away with confidence rather than fear of letting everyone down, which is what I think has held them back previously. When they know that everyone is expecting them to win, I I really do believe that it affects them, and I think they need to be going in full of confidence and belief that they they won't let us down, mm-hmm. rather than worried that they they might. Yeah. For what? me, the hope would be that they did get to the Euros. They've kind of got one monkey off the back in terms of that pressure mm-hmm. of, oh, this always happens to us. We never yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. This entire group went to the Euros very yeah. recently. So for me, that mental switch needs to be there that they think, no, we deserve to yeah. to be winning these games and we deserve to get yeah. to the next tournament. And do, and do you know what as well? That That's why for me, all the talk around this game tonight against Austria when people were saying ah but we could take a draw so long as we then go and beat Israel I was I, I hated that sort of talk because you know form isn't something that you can just turn on like a tap you know we have to build on we have to lay a foundation that we can then build on so the fact that we've now won this game we can take that as confidence into the next game to go and win it you know I think I think we're more likely to win against Israel having won tonight than we would yeah. do if we'd taken a draw yeah I think looking at Clark's record which uh has been uh, brought into question in the, in the last wee while um, because of big game results really apart from Serbia um, because the Nations League was, was blown yep. the Euros they weren't, <laughs> they weren't blown but we were underwhelming and then yeah. the, the Denmark performance last week but we have taken care of teams that we should be beating under mm-hmm. Steve Clark we, we had that wee run that kick started towards the end of 2019 where we, we beat yeah. Kazakhstan San Marino and Cyprus 
three games yeah. in a row. Um, and then the games before the, the Euros there, we beat Fair Islands pretty comfortably. We saw Luxembourg in a friendly, so what? Yeah. And then we beat Moldova last week. Yes, mm-hmm. it was uh, just 1-0, but we won it. Yeah. And we'll take, I'm sure we'd take 1-0 against the Faroes and 1-0 against Moldova uh, coming up now. Yep. So that that is a, a fairly good trend that we've got going in, in our favour at the moment. When we're playing teams that we do expect to win, we're, we're managing to do it. And I would say that Clark's system actually works well against the smaller teams because it's always defensively sound. Like That's like the bedrock of his formation in his mm-hmm. system is that we'll always be hard to beat. And yeah. that doesn't change whether we're playing a top seed or a lower seed. Yeah. And the lower seeds generally are that because they don't have any sort of attacking quality mm-hmm. that you really need to make an impact at international level. So yeah. I think that stability, that strength in defence gives us a much better chance of not not losing to these smaller teams. I don't want to jinx it, obviously, going into <laughs> these two games. But you know we're a lot stronger now defensively, I would say, than we have been over the last 10 years. You know? is, yeah. is, that, is that our biggest... Qualifying group result. We'll take the Nations League out of the equation and the the, was the point at Wembley in the summer. But is that our biggest qualifying result since uh, Maloney's goal against Ireland? Maybe yeah. because we drew a draw in Poland. Remember that group was yep. at the time was seen as pretty good, but we mm-hmm. didn't really follow it up very yeah. well. Um, well, there were there were there were a lot of good performances in that group that then didn't actually yield mm. results. You know, yeah. there, there were there were a lot of positions that we got into. I'm sure we've discussed this before, you know, for like we were leading twice in Poland and drew. Yeah. You know, we were drawing with Germany multiple times over the home and away games and lost both. Mm-hmm. You know, we were beating Poland at home and drew. But so, in, t- in terms of getting a solitary result, yeah, moment in time, yeah, over the line, is is this the biggest since Was, uh, Maloney's? Martin, Martin's uh, goal? Yeah, Slovakia. That, that, Slovakia, that, that, yeah, that yeah, set yeah. up the last game. Didn't Slovakia, it? Slovakia, 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 um, of how things might materialise um, I mean if we win then great yeah. and it's in our hands if we beat Israel then we are four points clear of both of them Yeah, with yes. three games to go Yes, and with two very, with two winnable, very winnable games, games the next two Yeah, which should should, should we, put you to bed should we draw against Israel that could be okay for us so long as Austria beat Israel <laughs> Which, 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 which we can't get rely on, yeah, which we yeah, can't yeah, rely yeah, on. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah. which again is why. Ever I since think Shane Long scored against Germany, the Israel I do not trust what other teams <laughs> need to do. For us, yeah. the, the Israel game is must win. Aye, that is absolutely, absolutely yeah. worth Cup percent. Yeah. What a turn of uh, events. I don't think anyone really saw that coming. I did say to you earlier in the group chat. You were very confident. I, did, I, did, I said yeah. I feel quite relaxed actually about tonight. I didn't. You weren't relaxed during the game. No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, no. I'd, actually, I, I went through to my bedroom when Alaba had a, a free, that free kick. Yeah, yeah. I could not watch it. Yeah. I had to rely on Ben giving it the <laughs> way as it sailed over the bar. Yeah. Gordon was always saving that. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Right. Well, we will convene then. Uh, less. It's been a month, is it? It's yeah. actually yeah. a month today, the 7th? Probably Maybe the 8th, something like that, of October, so it's not far away. Yeah. Wow, God, it's really coming to the fore now. So, look, wow, what a result, and uh, delighted that this is a positive pod compared to what we were chatting about after Denmark <laughs> yeah. last week, so yeah. 
Uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, and yeah, we'll see you uh, before, before, before uh, the Israel game. Yeah, cheers, buzzing. Guys. Podcast Network.